What is up, IFL? Another week, another edition of Analyze This. Tonight we're joined by Brad of the Miami Dolphins and Kamish of the NFC to discuss the league, our new scoring system, and more. But first, a rant. If you're like me, you're sitting here with this shell of a franchise, and you're looking at it, and you're thinking, there's nothing here. It's like I'm the real-life GM of the 49ers. No talent to be found anywhere. Completely devoid. Like watching an episode of Rippin' and Tearing. It's sad. You look at one thing that we could be doing right now. One glaring thing about our league that doesn't mirror the NFL. And that's announced draft positions for teams that are not still playing. Which is all of us. The Cleveland Browns know where they're picking right now. It shapes how they evaluate every player in the draft. But IFL owner John, he doesn't know. I have a list of eight wide receivers that I might want to target this year with a high round draft pick. I'd like to start gaming that out. If I pick this guy, what are my chances of getting that guy? And there's no reason why we can't have all our picks today. None. Well, there's one reason. The freaking draft reveal show is scheduled for February 21st. 21st. That is a month away. Another month. Why wait that long? What compelling reason is there for having an entire league sit with nothing to do for another month? We should have that show date moved up. The first week of February at the latest. Let's go, Luke and Matt. Let's make this happen. Luke, by the way, released a rookie guide today. I believe it contains instructions on baby pig rearing and blunt rolling. Not great, Bob. So enjoy that. All right, rant over. Let's get on with Brad's interview conducted direct from his Fortress of Solitude in Idaho. Yeah! Brad, welcome to Analyze This. Thanks for joining me. Happy to be here, man. It's a show I've always wanted to be a part of. Right on. Good to hear. So, hey, look, man, you've had a ton of success in this format. You were last season's champion. You've made the playoffs in back-to-back years. And uh, this year, you led the Splinter Group, along with Jai, to form the IFL. And you've done a just a really great job getting things squared away um, and getting us set up for a fantastic inaugural season. And I think one of the last things on your docket was finalizing the point scoring for the league. Can you talk a little bit about what your goals were? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the uh, XFF scoring definitely had some issues with it, with running backs being the pri- you know primary focus of building a team or building a winner. So um, we wanted to bring tight end up to par, you know, make them actually relevant. We made the coach and O-line a little less relevant. Kind of the when we set out was to make the three big wide receiver, uh, running back, and tight end 
offensive positions all fairly equal in terms of their overall end of year scores um, so that you can kind of build your team however you want rather than have to you, you basically are trapped into playing power I 3-4 or else you're a loser uh, we, we have all these different formations in the XFF and in the IFL that no one really was using and kind of wanted to expand on that right so you're referring for some of the new folks in the league the only winning offensive formation basically was three running backs two wide receivers Right, right. And four linebackers, two defensive ends. Makes sense. Are there going to be any other further updates to the scoring, or are you guys final on it now? Uh, it's about 90, 95%, I'd say. Um, just the other day, we added in, let me see, some points for uh, pass or negative points for passes incomplete. So we are offering 0. 0.2 points positive for point completions or pass completions. And so we just countered that with a negative 0. 0.1 for incompletions. Just to bring quarterbacks down to earth a little bit, because while we want them to be the center focus of your offense and generally, you know, kind of carry the biggest cap hit, we don't want them to be completely overpowering with the uh, the three guys that are over 500. Granted, we still have a couple of those, but there's only so much you can kind of do. Right, and I think last season, especially with this type of scoring, um, you know, comparing the XFF. I don't think there was a 500-point player in the XFF in 2014. I think Rodgers, there was a couple quarterbacks that did break 500, but barely. And I think a lot of that had to do with running, because the uh, point to, you know, every to every yard was worth point two points, I think. Well, what's been the most challenging aspect of starting the IFL? Well, uh, it kind of started with trying to kind of tiptoe, tiptoe through the tulips with uh, inviting a lot of the XFF owners, trying to bring as many people as we could across who were, you know, uh, pretty active as far as chat and all that kind of stuff, but not really knowing who was as jaded as we were to kind of step away. Um, but a lot of them kind of seeing just when people did start to drop out that the league in general was in trouble. So uh, aside from that, overhauling the bylaws was definitely a uh, task. As you can see, it took us probably a full month. Um, a lot of back and forth on that. I saw Mark in chat today and he was saying that uh, he's bored. I know he's I'd probably take that with a grain of salt. He, he loves this stuff, but uh, I know I want to start preparing specifically for my draft. Like I want to know what my draft slot is so I can start kind of whittling down the types of guys I really want to spend a lot of time looking at. And uh, I just want to know, like, why is shit Raven holding the draft hostage? What, I mean, 30 more days feels like a damn lifetime. Well, aside from being a complete shit Raven, uh, you know, he's... He, he has some, some valid points there that, you know, the, the NFL is still running. So we still have 2015 kind of playing in the background. We have the Super Bowl yet to play. And there is the aspect of free agents or pending free agents. Who's going to land where? Granted, we won't see where all those guys end up. But day one, day two, day three guys will probably have a home by the time we get started. So there is a little bit of a benefit there. Um, I agree. I'd rather I, I'm, I'm OK with with uh, doing the auction a month ago, honestly, I, you know, it doesn't really matter to me because, um, you know, we're not building a team for one year. We're building a team for the next two or three or, you know, however many long, how many years the uh, you decide to sign these players to. Well, I mean, let's put aside the veteran auction draft and the one after that, the Debbie auction. Every team in the NFL right now that isn't in the playoffs and still playing knows their draft slot. Why don't we know our draft slot yet? Well, that's uh, just kind of set that far out because I think of due to some scheduling stuff, uh, I know Matt Hellraven was looking at either the 7th or the 21st, I think, of February. Um, so a lot of that stuff is just kind of trying to get every, you know, find a date that everyone can kind of work around. And then um, they're doing a little bit of planning. I don't really know all, all that's going into it necessarily, but 
And then aside from that, trying to space out all these different events because we want to have at least something major going on each month leading into August. So, Gotcha. That has to be challenging trying to keep uh, everyone involved and interested during the offseason if you're not a complete and utter degenerate like me. All right. Well, you mentioned the recruiting all the new owners. So based on the ones you were able to grab and recruit, I'd like for you to go through the league and pick the toughest division in each conference, AFC and NFC. All right. Well, I actually have uh, I have three toughest, in, uh, and two of them are in the NFC. One of them is in the AFC. Uh, myself, I believe the AFC East is one of the toughest divisions just based on Mark and myself and playing that last game in the XFF head-to-head. And we've had some kind of rivalry matches here and there. And you got Travis, who kind of will get a, his first shot at really building a team on his own. So we don't really know what to expect out of Travis yet. Um, but I think he's, I think he's definitely on the right path as far as you know how he did last year. I'm intrigued. I have a separate category called "I'm intrigued by," and I've got one from each. It's the uh, AFC South and the NFC North. Both of those teams, I think, are are kind of intriguing. They're on the fence. I'm not really sure which way they're gonna, you know, which way they're gonna go. Um, oh, and I skipped a couple more toughest. I have the uh, toughest NFC West and the NFC South as well. Those are the two NFC divisions. I'm intrigued by the AFC South and NFC North just because uh, I think Josh Peru, he calls himself Peru, whatever. I think he's gonna be. Um, I think he's gonna surprise some people just based on his level of preparedness. And then uh, we also have the Canadian uh, Jason, who's you know all in on on trying to win. So pretty much uh, answers my next question. But who are your picks for the weakest divisions in each conference? Well, I'd say uh, the weakest divisions I think at this time are NFC East. AFC West, and then I'd like to have special consideration for the the Raven himself. I think he brings his division down. I don't want to label them the weakest division, but um, just having him in there, I think, marks them for consideration. On that note, I have probably the most important question for you is why why would you flush a championship dynasty league team, go off, start an entire new league from scratch, and then still invite Matt? Well, aside from the invite Matt part, it was definitely hard to walk away from uh, from that team. I mean, part of the problem for me, though, was that there were so many issues baked into the XFF that had caused or allowed veteran teams to kind of fortify their position and really just kind of smother all the new owners that were coming in, you know, for years. I mean, I, I don't understand or can't really see how any of those new owners, they're going to be paying the money to get in there, and they've got this team on their hands that they didn't build that has no chance. I mean, my team at this point would pretty much just ghost ride itself into another couple championships with no one at the helm, um, and I couldn't sleep at night. So I, I figured it's time to just wrap it up and uh, start fresh, hopefully have a lot of owners with you know not as much turnover over here, and then uh, we had to invite Hellraven by default just because he's got spunk, you know? Great. Well, Brad, I really appreciate you joining me today, and uh, I'm sure the IFL is going to really enjoy hearing about your thought process in starting this league, and and especially on the scoring, and uh, so we can all kind of wrap our heads around what we need to do to prepare for our drafts. If you don't mind, uh, you know, give give uh, Luke and Matt a kick in the ass. Tell them uh, that February 7th is uh, way better than the 20th. Get them to do a show. Come on, let's go, and, uh, and let's get started. This is going to be a great year. Sounds like a plan. Another one in the can. Thanks again to Brad for joining me. I'll be posting a poll on my rant, so be sure to vote on that. It tell me I'm full of it or that you agree with my ravings. Until next week or the first episode of TMI, thanks for listening to Analyze This. I'm Josh Poino. Take me home, country road.